Good evening. Oh man, that didn't sound too, too good. I mean, I know I'm tired, but you know, I don't know. But let's try it again. Good evening. Good evening. Tonight's message is entitled Complicating Christmas. And I think that we could also say this isn't just complicating Christmas, Christmas, but it's complicating Christianity. It's a story of a little boy and a little girl who were singing their favorite Christmas carol in the church the Sunday before Christmas. The boy concluded Silent Night with the words, Sleep in heavenly beans. His sister elbowed him and said, No, not beans, but peas. The way many of us feel by the time we are ready for Christmas. The song might as well just end with beans or peas instead of peace. Because sometimes the Christmas spirit, Christmas season is just so busy that there's no peace. We used to have a song that said that Christmas was the most wonderful time of year. But I think if we all took a step back and, and looked at it again, we could say that Christmas become the busiest time of the year. I made a list of the potential things that we do during Christmas. And I want us just to think of these for a second. Number one. This upcoming Friday is one of the biggest sale days of the year. Even though we are Bahamians, we always like to take our little trip down to the United States and go to what? Black Friday sale. How many of you ever been to a Black Friday sale? Anyone ever been? I've been to one. On Toys R Us. Yes, been to one. Secondly, now that it's begun so big, they said, you know what? Maybe not everybody wants to go shopping physically. So now we're going to make what? Cyber Monday so that we get all our special deals. Also, let's not forget the kids. We got to go to their school play, the church production. Also, we got to remember that we have to spend time with family. Also, we got to remember that we got to get all the Christmas cards done before Christmas, because if you get them after Christmas, well, it doesn't make any sense. Also, we got to go and put up the Christmas tree. But don't forget, we got to take all the Christmas lights out of the attic to untangle them before we could put them on the Christmas tree, which is a stressful job in itself. Also, for us parents, we have to go and try to find that special toy for our children. And then we realize after we bought the toy, the little note that says, assembly may be required. Also, as we also get those toys, there's also something else that we as parents sometimes forget. Batteries not included. We know that this could cause a lot of stress on a Christmas morning. Because if the child has a toy and they ain't got the batteries, well, let's just say life gets complicated and stressful. Also, we have to put up, again, the Christmas tree. Also, we have to just fight the traffic. Like I said, the list goes on and on and on and on of how complicated Christmas has gotten. But let's not forget, even in the church, we have our cantatas. We have our Sunday school programs. We have this thing to practice for the nativity scene. We have this thing to practice and that thing. Like I said, the calendar gets filled up pretty quickly. And I don't know for you, but for me, it seems that Christmas comes early, earlier every year. I remember years ago, Christmas didn't really start. The Christmas season didn't start till Thanksgiving. But now it seems that right after Halloween or Reformation Day, whatever you want to call it, October 31st, November the 1st, Christmas has started. The Christmas season has started. People start putting up their Christmas trees. They start putting up the lights. Like I said, years ago, I don't think it was like that. 
Even my wife, Tamsin, she watches the Hallmark Channel. I remember the first Saturday, they said that they're going to have a new, and I know some of um, Hallmark fans in here, but every Saturday they're going to premiere a new Christmas movie starting in the first week of November. So every week they're going to show a new movie for the first week to November till Christmas. Like I said, it seems like it starts so early this time, and now again, the, the season gets so busy. Even yesterday, as I was on the streets at the Mall of Marathon, I seen that everything, it was traffic everywhere because Christmas specials had already started. You see, we in the church, we love to fill our church calendars with so many different activities. But I wonder how many times we get worried about the events and forget the one the events are about. We as Christians sometimes get so stressed out and so worried about completing our tasks that we want Christmas to hurry up and come so it is over instead of using the time to reflect on the babe that changed everything. You see, I think too many times in life what happens with Christmas is we get so many things in our calendar that we forget what Christmas is all about. It's complicated. We complicate it. Tonight I want to take a few moments and look at a passage of scripture that shows us that we might take all the time preparing for everything on the outside, but Jesus wants us to take the time prepare everything on the inside. So if you have your Bibles, and before we look into God's Word, we could just pause for a word of prayer. Father, again, we just thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy, and thank you for the gift of your Son. And Father, even now, as we think of Christmas, we think of the babe in the manger, but we also know that you came, you sent him to die so that we could have salvation, and we could have a relationship with you. And Father, Tonight, again, as we look into your word, I know, Father, I have nothing to say. You have everything to say to us. And, Father, I pray that you would hide me. Father, that is nothing to do with me, but it's all because of you. And, Father, I just pray again that you would open up our hearts to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This passage is not your average Christmas message passage. But this is a passage that has spoke to me so much in the last couple of weeks, where it's come to my devotions, even in our Sunday school class. And it's got me thinking about how much time we have for everything on the outside, but yet we don't have time for the inside. This passage also shows us a conflict that is, it is something that I think happens a lot of times in a lot of homes during Christmas. Especially when all the family get together, it's always that fight, that argument, because everyone is so busy and so stressed out about everything else. That, and especially we got to get the food done on time, we got to do this on time. You know, if, if food is late, everyone's upset, everyone's hungry. But I want you to think about this for a second. Have you ever said something that you wish you could take back? Imagine this for a second, saying something to Jesus and have him respond to you in a way. And that's what we're going to look at tonight as we think 
of three points tonight. Number one, don't let your service this Christmas come in the way of your relationship with the Savior. Number two, don't get so stressed out during Christmas that you forget the Savior. And number three, allow yourself some time to reflect on what Christmas is about, and that is the birth of Christ. The first point, don't let your service this Christmas come in the way of your relationship with the Savior. And I know first looking at this point, you might, you might say, well, aren't we supposed to serve? Aren't we supposed to serve others? Aren't we supposed to serve in the church and do all these things? And the answer is yes. But sometimes I think we get so distracted by serving and doing things to make other people happy that we don't have the time to spend with God and build on our own relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, we sometimes, especially us who are involved in ministry, we have so much time for everyone else and all the other activities that we had to be to church for because we had to do all these things and it is expected that we come to all these things that sometimes we don't even have time for the responsibility that God's given us our family. Well, first of all, the responsibility that he's given is ourselves. You see, God wants to make sure that our hearts are right before we can serve. And I think too many times in service, like I say, we give everything else to everybody else, but we forget the one that we are serving, and that's Christ. Think again about all the things that you have to do for a Christmas. And ask yourself this question, where does God fit in? Where does Jesus fit in? Yes, I am serving, but am I really building and growing in my relationship with Christ? You see, Martha struggled with this. She's, she got so caught up in making sure that all of the duties were done that she forgot the guests. This is just like us, where we are in church. Every time the doors open, we have time for everything that we're supposed to do, but we don't have time. For Christ. In verse 40 again it says, But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. And again, at first glance, some people would say that Martha had something to argue about. Let's look at the picture for a second and think about this. Here it is, the king of kings is coming over to the house. Well, of course we want to have the best meal cooked right? You want to have the best meal cooked. You want to make sure the house is clean, the house is straight, you know, the best cleaning. You know, we do spring cleaning, but this is Jesus cleaning. We're going to do it. We want to make sure everything is spick and span, that it's no dirt that he could find. So here, Martha probably has a reason to, to argue. You know, Mary, you know, get up. Let's do something, you know. Help me, please. Here it is. This is Jesus. Come on, help me. I don't want to just, you know, we don't want a second class. This ain't no second class citizen. This is the King of Kings. This is Jesus. This is him. Come and please clean. Help me. We want to make sure the food is good. The best meal ever because we don't want Jesus to go away from here and say, boy, I ain't going back there. That house is too dirty. Oh, man, that food, that meal wasn't too good because they didn't spend enough time. But I think, again, Martha got so caught up in the outer appearance of things that she forgot to take care of her inner being. As Mary sat and focused on what was the most important thing to do, and that was to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to the words that he spoke. The question tonight is, God doesn't look on the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. And the question for me and you is this, what does he see in us? You see, we can pretty it up. And especially Christmas time, we know that the Sunday before Christmas, we're all going to have our Christmas 
best on, the Christmas clothes, and have those best things. But let me add a question. What is God seeing inside? That is what matters. You see, we can do all the prettying up on the outside, but God is concerned about the inside, the heart. What does he see? Does he see something that he is well pleased with? Or does he see something completely different than what the outside is portraying? We see all through Scripture that this is what Mary did. She was always at the feet of Jesus. She did not allow anything else to take the place of her listening to her Lord teach. In John 11.32 it says this, Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet saying, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Also we see in John 3, Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with fragrance of the perfume. You see, Mary had her priorities in check. The house could wait, but Jesus was only there for a limited time. So she must spend all the time she could with him before he left to continue on his journey. You see, I think for me and you, we make Christianity and Christmas more complicated than it needs to be. If we would just get down to the basics, then God would be pleased. You see, God wants us to study his word. God wants us to pray. God wants us to worship him. If we truly did these things, I think everything else would fall into place in life. You see, Mary understood as she sat in the presence of Jesus, she sat at his feet which is what we do when we approach God in prayer, when we take time out and we just sit down and just pray to God. I ask you, and I ask myself, because this is probably the part of my life that I struggle with the most. How is your prayer life? How much time do you communicate with God? How much time do you just get away from everything and just talk to Him? You see, this is how we communicate with Him. Secondly, the other thing is, she sat down and listened to the Lord teach, which is what me and you do every time we open up to God's word. We are listening to God speaking to us through his word. Again, the question is, how much time do we spend studying God's word? Or how much time do we spend by really focusing on him and his teaching? He said, think again, we, we, we make it so complicated. And we have time for everything else. And this Christmas season. But do we have time to read his word? Do we have time to study God's word? And I'm not just talking about getting the five minutes here and there, but really studying his word and knowing what he wants to say to us. And the last thing is this. How many of us worship him? How many of us genuinely worship God? Because this is not just worship. We come here on a Sunday morning or we're having the church doors are open. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is about what we and you should be doing every day of our lives. People should see Christ in us. That is what worship is. But I think sometimes we put a time frame on worship. Yeah, God, I'm going to give you Sunday morning from 11 till 12.30 because if that, part, if that preacher go over 12.30, guess what? I cutting out. I'm shutting everything off because I don't want to nothing else. I only giving you till 12.30. So what do you don't get done in 12.30? That's it. You see, we micromanage. Worship. But God doesn't want us to micromanage worship. He wants us to maximize worship. He wants our life to be about worship. So again, I ask you, do you study God's word? Do you pray? 
Are you truly devoted to him? The second point is this. Don't get so stressed out during Christmas that you forget the Savior. In verse 41, it says this in Luke chapter 10. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. You see, Jesus recognized that Martha was getting caught up in everything else as he answered Martha. Why are you anxious and troubled about many things? In several terms, we could say this. Jesus is saying that, why are you worried about all of the things, other things? I am here. I am the one that you should be focusing on. I really don't care about how clean the house is. I really don't care about how good the food is. But listen to me. I, want, I am the object. I am the one you're supposed to worship. I am the main attract, attraction right here. Don't worry about all the other things. Focus on me. Those things can wait. But I am here. The question comes again, again, how many times does, does when we want to open God's word that something else comes above it? I don't know if you're like me, but it seems like a lot of times when I really want to get in a quiet place, the phone rings. Or somebody calls you to do something and a distraction happens and we always allow the distraction to take the place. Am I right? The phone rings, well, I got to take that call. I got to, I got to get this done. But here it is. We got to focus on Christ. Focus on Him. Again, I come back to Christmas as we allow all the things that we have to do spoil everything what Christmas is about. You see, Jesus came to bring peace. Instead, we make it a lot of chaos. He came to bring peace, joy, not stress, not to worry. He wants to bring peace. But again, the question is, for a lot of us, we just want Christmas to hurry up and end because there's too many things we got to do. Not enough time to do it. I want to tell you a story that I came across, and this is actually a story of some shoppers during the Christmas season in the United States of America. And this is the story. They were shopping at a, a lady was shopping at a mall, and she went to a restaurant, and she met some friends and flagged down a server and said, I need hot tea now. The lady snapped at her and said, I am not your server. Wait your turn. She said, lady, I've been waiting my turn all day. Bring me some tea. But the waitress ignored her. A few moments later, a friendly young man came to the table smiling and said, I'm Rob, your waiter. After he took their order, she noticed that Rob stopped to help the rude waitress with a tray. He greeted the other customers and staff. In the midst of dozens of hurried shoppers and restaurant staff, he conducted himself in a polite unhurried atmosphere of calm. When he refilled her tea, Lucinda noticed a silver ring on his right hand made of a connected letters. After he walked away, she said to the other ladies at the table, did you notice that our server is wearing a ring that spells Jesus? From that moment, her attitude changed. The one young man's example had a reminder of the peace that Christ came to bring. He had apparently spent time with the Lord. For the rest of the day, she enjoyed shopping, opened the door for others, let people in front of her at the checkout line in an atmosphere of calm. How can we be calm in the midst of stress all around us at this time of year? 
How can we be like Mary and simply focus on what is needed? Let us remember that even though life may be chaotic, remember that as a child of God, you represent him. It is easy to give God praise and adoration when everything else is going the way we want it to go. But let us remember that God wants us to be a light in the midst of darkness. In the midst of everything, we must focus solely on him. He will give us peace. You see, again, as we think of, as we go about our lives, as we go about this Christmas season, it seems again as traffic gets more and more hectic, when that person cuts you off and, you know, you want to say something or do something and to them, let's remember, you are a child of God. When it comes to the, the mall and that last toy is getting taken away and the person pushes you on the ground and they grab that and you're like, when am I going to get my kid? Let's remember you are a child of God. You are to be light in the darkness. You are supposed to bring hope to those in darkness. You are to be different than those in the world. So don't let us get too stressed out and forget the Savior. And the third point is this. Allow yourself some time to reflect on what Christmas is about, and that is the birth of Christ. You see, Mary understood that Jesus wasn't concerned about the food or how clean the house was. Jesus was concerned with how Mary worshipped. William MacDonald says this, Our Lord prizes our affection above our service. Service may be tainted with pride and self-importance. Occupation with himself is the one thing needful. That good part which will not be taken away. The Lord wants to convert us from Martha's to Mary's. Jesus recognized that sincere service cannot come to being unless we sit at the feet and worship and adore him. That's what true worship is. That's what Christmas is about. Christmas is about sitting at the feet of Jesus and worshiping him, remembering the babe of Christmas. And when we think of Christmas, we can't forget Easter. Because that same babe that left everything in heaven to come down to this earth came to die for us so that we could have a relationship with him. That is what reason we celebrate Christmas. If we only celebrate Christmas and didn't have Easter, it would just be another baby born. But no, we worship a Savior that died for us so that we can have a relationship. This is why we can worship because we as Christians have a risen king to worship. There's no other religion that could say we worship a risen king. We do. So that should give us joy this Christmas. That should give us hope this Christmas. That should make us want to share that love with others. But again, let's not complicate it. Let's not complicate Christmas. Let's not complicate Christianity. Which I think happens too many times. Especially, especially for us. In the church. Because I know the calendar is getting full. Because we got to make sure we invite this person over. We got to make sure that we do this thing. Because if we don't do this, you know, well, what's going to happen? How many of you have a, a Christmas tradition? Anyone have a Christmas tradition that you have to do this Christmas tradition? All right. Well, for me, one of my Christmas traditions, and it's not a, not a real Christ following tradition, but I just, I don't know why every Christmas I seem like I have to do it. I have to watch a movie called Home Alone. 
I just like, I don't know why, I just like that movie from growing up, Home Alone. And, I, and it gave me a false hope to think, you know what, if mommy and daddy left me home alone, I can set up every booby trap, but when they come to rob me, you know, I, I make sure I get it done. But I said that to say this. That tradition doesn't matter to God. How many of your traditions are pleasing to God? How many of those traditions God would really care about? Let us, continue, let us, as we continue this Christmas season, let us not be like Martha and focus on everything else and give all of our effort to everything else that we have in our calendar and don't have anything left to give Christ. Let us prepare ourselves, not as the season has not fully begun, yet let us take time to spend with God and focus on Him. Again, some of you may have said, well, why do we need a Christmas message already? Because again, Christmas is not till next, you know, almost a month away. Actually, a month, almost a month away. We don't need that. You know, that's what December's for. But like I said, this, this passage has been talking to me and just, you know, as, as I go about my Christian life, and, and I just got thinking about how, especially being involved in ministry, how the calendar gets full so often that we don't even stop to remember the King. We want to just hurry up and get the cantata over it. We want to hurry up and get the nativity scene over it. We just want to get them over it because they're stressful to us. We've got to come to practice, and we just can't wait for practice to end. But guess what? Your motivation should be that I'm doing this for Christ. When it gets stressful, when it comes time, when, when you want to say something, let's remember who you represent, Christ. And I know practices get stressful. Especially any production that I've ever been involved with in my life. It seems like the practice before you wonder to yourself, man, this thing could never get together. Ain't no way this getting together. But guess what? God brings it all together for his glory. And we're doing it for him and his glory. And we're giving him our best. And let me just say this, because I'm not saying, well, for those who have drama and different things, we have to learn lines. Say, you know what? Nicholas just told me, I ain't got to learn my lines. God, you just bring that to me. And we ain't really need to practice. No, I'm not saying that. But you want to give God your best. But I think too many times, we don't give God our best. We give him what we have left. So tonight, how, again, as we think about this, and especially us as parents, who have kids, we need to remember this. And I have to say this to myself. Let's not make it about all the toys and everything else that our kids get. Let us not forget Christ. Because it starts with us in the home. We are the ones who have to betray Christ in our homes. We are the ones who have to make sure that the Christ story is what is center in our home. We are the ones who are bringing up the kids. Not the church, not the school. We are. It starts with us in the home. So how do we apply this? Well, the first point of application is serving is great, but don't forget the one that you are serving. Serving is great. We need people to serve as we were reminded one. We need you people to serve in the church. We do. But don't forget the one that you are serving. And if we don't forget the one that we're serving, 
it would help it to serve even better. Because as, as Paul told us that we must have the mind of Christ Jesus. What did Christ do for us? He was humbled, even to death on a cross. So that's what we should do. We should die to ourselves daily and be focused on Christ and recognize that he is the one, he is the object of everything that we do. Secondly, Christmas is a time for family and fun. But there would be no Christmas without Christ. You know, I know it's become a cliche. Jesus is the reason for the season. It's a cliche thing now. It's like, we've, you know, well, let's just throw it in there. But let's be real. There's a lot of people who try to take Christ out of Christmas. Where everywhere you go, you see, what? Xmas. Or happy holidays. No. It's Merry Christmas. It's Christ. And the last thing is this. Let's be like Mary. And give God time as you celebrate Christmas. Let's not worry about all the servant, all the service we have to do. But let's be like Mary. Focus on Christ. And when we focus on Christ, then our service will be so much better. Because we would give ourselves wholeheartedly. We would give ourselves 100%. Again, as I close, let us remember that Christ is the reason for the season. Nothing more, nothing less. He is the one that we focus on. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight, and we thank you again for your love. Thank you for your mercy and your grace, and thank you for the gift of your Son. And I pray tonight as, Father, as we begin this season, Father, and, and, and again, you shouldn't just be a season. You should be all the time. We should worship you all the time. Wholeheartedly all the time, our life should be about you. I pray tonight as we leave and as we you know, go about our weeks that we won't forget you, that we would worship you in spirit and in truth, that we would give you all of us. And Father, I just thank you again for just all that you have done and thank you again for your word. And Father, I pray again that we would be like Mary. Sit at the feet of you. Sit at the feet and worship you. Praying, studying your word and worship in spirit and in truth. Just thank you for all that you've done and thank you for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.